couldn't seem to fall asleep. There was so much on my mind, searching for that peace, the peace I could not find. But then I kneeled down to pray, praying, help me please. And he said, you don't have to cry, and I'll supply all your needs. Soon as I stop worrying, worrying how the story ends, I let go and I let God, let God have his way, and that's when start happening I'll stop looking at back then I let go and I let God let God have his way there's so much going on I can't hardly find my way and Oftentimes I struggle, I struggle from day to day. I had to realize that it's not my battle, it's not my battle to fight. Lord, I know if I put it in your hands, then everything will be all right. Worrying, worrying how the story ends. I let go and I let God, let God have his way. That's when things start happening. I'll stop looking at back then. I let go.
looking at back then I lay go and I let God Let God have his way Oh God have your way Have your way Lord Oh Oh, oh Let God Let God have His way And we invite you to think with us from the subject when the children ask when the children ask. In the early morning worship, we spoke from Joshua 3, as Joshua readied the children of Israel for their passage into the promised land. Joshua gave the following instruction. When you see the covenant chest of God, your God, carried by the Levitical priests, start moving. Follow it. Make sure you keep a proper distance between you and it, about half a mile. Be sure now to keep your distance, and you'll see clearly the route to take. You've never been on this road before. And we tried to make the point that since we are on a road, we have never been on before, it would behoove us to properly prepare ourselves spiritually for our journey. It would be good if we move when we see God move, and it would be good for us to follow where God leads. Well, in this worship, we want to see what Joshua says in the aftermath of their going in. Almost all who started with them on the journey were not there at the end. Yet I'm confident that each of them were remembered and appreciated by those who were crossing over. My brothers and sisters, whenever we have our promised land moments, it's good to remember and appreciate those who helped us to get where we are. Now, of course, that appreciation should begin with God, for he is the ultimate door opener and way maker. But beyond God, there are people, numerous people, who have helped us get to our promised land. Some are people that we know, parents, educators, mentors, coaches, preachers. Some are people that we've never met, but whose contributions helped to blaze trails that we have followed and benefited from. It's never wrong to remember the bridges that brought you over. It's never bad to be a bridge for someone else who's coming behind. Joshua's directive to the men and women of Israel is designed to get them ready to move forward. 
And yet in getting them ready, he tells them to first go back and set up a place of remembrance. It had been a journey of hills and valleys. It had been a journey of laughter and tears. But through it all, God had led them and kept them. When they were hungry, God fed them with manna from heaven. When they were thirsty, God brought forth water from rocky places. When their enemies assailed them, God protected them. When they didn't know which way to go, God was their pillar of cloud by day and their pillar of fire by night. For all their needs, God had provided. And it reminds us that God will always make a way for his people. We spoke this morning about traveling roads we've never been on before. And we talked about the fact that Baton Rouge and America are on a road that we've never been on before. This pandemic and all the ramifications of this pandemic have placed us on unfamiliar ground. But even when it looks like our backs are against the wall and there's no way that we're going to make it, God will make a way out of no way, no matter what the circumstances may be. No matter how dark our way may get, we can rest assured that God knows our need. Now, you may have to cry sometimes. But keep the faith. You may have to get down on bended knees and pray out of the depths of your soul. But if you can just keep the faith, God will bridge the gap between despair and victory. This was a great day in the life of God's people for God's promise is being fulfilled. And someone who is listening to me today might be wondering about the promises of God as we face our difficult times, our unique times. We might be wondering how faithful God's promises really are. But the testimony of the text is that we can stand on God's promises. The old folk used to say, he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. And so I encourage you, check the record. God has never made a promise that he has not kept. If God said it, you can stand on it. God promised that Israel would secure the land of Canaan. And now that promise is being fulfilled. After Israel had gone into Canaan, God, under divine instruction, commanded one man from each tribe to go back into the midst of the river and retrieve a stone. Joshua told them to pile the stones into a monument. 
and this monument would serve as a reminder of God's goodness for years to come. This monument would remind them of God's infinite power. This monument would be a source of pride in good times and a source of inspiration in bad times. Joshua said, when the children ask, what do these stones mean to you? You can tell them of what God has done. Oh, my brothers and sisters, I've reached the age in my life when I want to be able to give a good answer when the children ask. When the children ask what position I took on Alton Sterling and abusive activity of law enforcement, I want to be able to give a good answer. When the children ask, what did Shiloh do to make a difference when the flood of 2016 hit? I want to be able to give a good answer. When the children ask, how did Shiloh respond to the pandemic of 2020? I want to be able to give a good answer. When the children ask, were we bold in addressing the needs of the poor and the marginalized? I want to be able to give a good answer. When the children ask, did we proclaim to the lost and nurture the saved and serve the hurting? I want to be able to give a good answer. When the children ask, did we feed the hungry? and clothe the naked and minister to the sick and the imprisoned, I want to be able to give a good answer. These stones tell a story. These stones remind us of our limitations, but of the boundlessness of God's love. These stones remind us that even on unfamiliar ground, we can still stand on the goodness of God. First, these stones remind us that it's God who brought us. These stones remind us that we haven't made this journey by ourselves. But God has led us by the hand to where we are now. My brothers and sisters, don't ever forget how you made it. So often, when we get a little money in our pockets, we forget who loved us when we didn't have a dime. So often, when we have some success, we forget who knew us before we knew ourselves. So often when we move up a little bit, we forget how we got over. But all of us need to remember that we haven't come this far on our own, but we've come this far by faith, leaning and depending on the Lord. You weren't always what you are today, but you are what you are because God has been good to you. 
You are what you are because God kept his arms of protection around you. You are what you are because somebody prayed for you when you didn't have sense enough to pray for yourself. When the children ask, I'll point them to my stones and I'll say, I am here because God brought me here. I'm here because God carried me in his hands. Not only do these stones remind us that it's God who brought us, but they affirm that it's God who is keeping us. You know, I need to know more than God brought me. I need to know that God is with me. Because every day is not the same. The one who's celebrating today may be grieving tomorrow. The one who's up today may be down tomorrow. But it's good to know that the same God that brought us is able to keep us. We're facing some tough times. And like Job, troubles can seem to mount one on top of the other. But I'm glad that my life is not wrapped up in conditions, but my life is wrapped up in God. In God, problems become opportunities. In God, the darkness of midnight is transformed into the light of noonday. In God, the weaker I am, the stronger he becomes. As we travel on an uncertain road, remind the children when they ask that the same God that brought us is able to keep us in his care if we trust in him and lean not to our own understanding. What mean these stones? When the children ask, you can finally tell them that in God, the future is bright. In God, the future is full of promise. In God, the future is full of hope and good things. In times like these, it's easy to get down and feel neglected and abandoned. But I'm glad that I know that I can put my future in God's hands. I'm glad that I can trust God to walk with me down the dangerous road of life. You know, I've reached the age now where I think about the future a little more than I used to. I think about what's up the road for me. I think about how things might end. Every now and then I feel like I'm on this journey all by myself. But when I feel like that, I look back at my stones 
And when I look at my stones, I know that I am not alone because the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. When I get tired, I look back at my stones and I know that he makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside still waters. When I feel weak, I look back at my stones and I know that he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. When I get scared sometimes, I look back at my stones and I know that there's no need to fear because even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because God is with me. When enemies get on my trail, when they plot and scheme against me, I look back at my stones and I know that he'll prepare a table for me right in the presence of my enemies. And then when I start to worry about my future, I look back at my stones and and when I look at my stones, I know that everything will be all right because God woke me up this morning. God started me on my way. God keeps food on my table. God keeps clothes on my back. God keeps health in my body. God keeps praise on my tongue. God keeps joy bells ringing in my heart. And and so I know that the same God that brought me and the same God that's keeping me is going to carry me all the way to the end. So I can say, like David said, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And when this life is over, when I come to the end of the journey, when I must stick my sword in the sands of time and study war no more, when I have to lay my Bible down, when I've sung my last song, when I've prayed my last prayer, when I've preached my last sermon, it's all right because he's prepared a place for me on the other side. And I shall be with him. How long? Forever. Forever and ever and ever. I trust in God because I know that he's made preparation for me. When the children ask, what mean these stones? What are these stones to you. These stones are a reminder that it's God who's brought me, it's God who's keeping me, and it's God who will carry me home. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you for a word that reminds us that you are not just God above us, but that you are God with us. We thank you, dear God, particularly at times like this, that we have your companionship. As we continue to practice social distancing, we thank you that though we may be apart 
from one another, we are tethered to you. Stand with us now. Stand by us. Stand for us where we have not the strength to stand for ourselves and walk with us every step of the journey. When we feel weak, when we feel tired, when we feel anxious, help us, dear God, to be able to look back at our stones and remember that you are a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Bless this simple word which has gone forth. May it be a help to those who have heard. Now, dear God, as we open the doors of your church, there might be someone who is viewing from across this community, across this state, across this nation, around the world, who does not know you in the pardon of their sin. We pray that something that has been said or done in this worship would so touch their hearts that they would surrender themselves to you, that they would fall before you and say, what must I do to be saved? We ask it humbly in the name of your son, Jesus, and for his sake we pray. Amen. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. And with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Oh, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, oh, tried and true. And with thanksgiving. I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Let us prepare ourselves now to receive the Lord's Supper. With power and majesty, with power and majesty. 
dominion, dominion, authority. You reign. Oh, see, my God reigns. My God reigns. Our God reigns. Our God reigns. Lord, you reign above every name. Oh, my God reigns. My God reigns. Our God reigns. Our God reigns. Lord, you reign above. Dominion, authority, you reign. Oh, with power, Lord. With power and majesty. Dominion, authority, yeah. you reign. Oh, I think y'all got it now. Join in with us at home. Oh, see, my God reigns. My God reigns. Our God reigns. Our God reigns. Lord, you reign. my circumstances over my oh you've given me another chance give me another chance you reign oh lord over my circumstance you've given me another chance 